All right, we're back. Round two here at the Surviving Sticky Situations. Um, We were picking up where we left off. have Daniel Combs and and Steve Lansbury, a.k.a. Elon Tusk. (laughs) I don't know. This sounds great, though. That that doesn't bother you, does it? I don't really know who that is. You know Elon Musk? Are you for real? I don't know. You have to listen to you have to listen to Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's my one of my heroes. Some people don't like him. I I think he's interesting because he does a lot of different things. He does. Like he's like a big like everybody does from like probably Fear Factor, but mm. he's very big in the like the UFC community. Yeah, and he's a comedian. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. This guy does it all. That's why I'm I'm trying to be something like that because not like him. I'm not trying to be like anyone. I'm trying to be myself. But, like, I like I like a lot of different things. Like, I'm going hunting this weekend. I've never hunted before. Yeah. But I'm always, I think, being willing to, like, do lots of different stuff helps me. My I have, like, a similar brain where I always yeah. have to be doing something or else I get sad. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, um, <clears throat> and I've never been, like, that sad. But when I can go out and skate and snowboard and then also, you know, I'll run a half marathon and just like push I think pushing my body like physically, I'm I'm willing to like open up to to anything. Um That's why I, I like I like uh him a lot. And he even goes hunting. He he's like real into like crossbows and stuff. What I wanna try I wanna try whitewater rafting. Yeah. Mm. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah. That's one thing I want to try is like white. And I think that's why you and me get along so well because we have the same type of mentality. Like we just go after stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, like we'll go. Like I don't fish. We go like fishing. <laughs> yeah, though. that was so much fun. I end up just swimming across the lake. That like, was so funny. I think you did it in record time, honestly. But for me, like I just want my body to be able to take whatever I want to put my body through. Being like everything for me is like real physical. I gotta like push myself till like I'm about to puke. Yeah. And so that way I can like do more stuff like something I've never tried before. I'll at least know I'll I'll do it better than someone out there. Like there's gonna be a million people that are better at me, but like I might have a beginner's luck in something. Or as long as I'm taking care of my body enough, I can like push it. Um, but uh, let's talk about skating. So back, what do you guys think is like the best thing? Anyone wait ever landed but before that what about the barracks like did they win that yet or is it still, no, going? It's still going on who, who do you think's gonna win what, who's your vote against mine's jocelyn who are you taking who's still in it seva oh that guy's cool. crazy too he's really good yeah. i put my money on seven this time i feel like you? he took an l the jocelyn last time so i mean seva has better tris than jocelyn i feel like jocelyn mm, i don't know jocelyn's got this late jocelyn's just more flips. consistent I feel like if Seven gets ahead before Jocelyn, he might be able to take the Seven can pull some bullshit out of his ass, and it's just like, whoa, what the fuck? But, like, Jocelyn's just consistent. He can win almost every trick. No, fucking, uh... Luan Alavera still. So it has to be four people still left. Oh, he's crazy, too. He's he skates ridiculous. fast, like 100 miles per hour. Ridiculous as hell. I have some more stuff in the fridge, bro. Okay, awesome. I'm just, I'm just kind of looking at what's yeah. going on. Um, yeah, my opinion... I think Danny Way, the Great Wall of China, like that's I was gonna that's say that's iconic. Too. I finished. You know, Jaws versus the Lion. You that got Richie Jackson. 
Rodney Mullen, Bob Bernquist. Um, Ford of Fakey 900. You ever watch the like El Toro videos, like that 20 set in California, the El Toro? Yeah, that's a. That's we just found out the other day that Steve's favorite skater, Ryan Sheckler's a liar. He said he's he, back, he, he said he backslide flipped El Toro. There's no proof. There's no footage. <laughs> there's nothing. Ryan Sheckler got caught lying on an interview saying that. And Steve's like, he still could have done it. Nah, bro. Dude, I got faith. Mm. I mean, that, like, but um, that El Toro, I feel like if I was ever in California, I would want to see El Toro, the 20 set game. I also would never skate it. And I want to see the Hollywood 16. Mm-hmm. Those two, those are like those are just iconic skate spots that are just. What's the stairs Jaws skated? He just that's in France. That's the line. It's a twenty-five stair. That's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. He skated in that alley. Bulala. Yeah, but he didn't land it though. It was It wasn't even that hard for Jaws. I don't think. Like I don't know. Some people took it out a few times, bro. He fuck. Yeah. That's twenty-five stairs. Do you mind driving around twenty-five off your house, bro? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't get that. Like, and a lot of people are like into that roof skating more because of jaws and stuff and i think like people like that aren't uh, are not going to be like there's not going to be anyone else that's going to do like nah, anything nah. like that jaws, jaws did that like yeah i feel like the person before that was ali because he attempted it but he didn't land it but jaws that's jaws's mm-hmm. set of stairs now because he landed it like <laughs> there's mm-hmm. nothing there's nothing like <clears throat> when the person that came closer was that other guy and his shoes are just like made out of like a Kevlar, like literally like bullet. What they make bulletproof vests have, they had to like make his shoes out of. Yeah, that's great. And um, yeah, just like to, uh, and he can just take that. Either he can take the pain, or he's so like nimble that it just like how lanky and tall he is and skinny. Like he just was able to like take in that impact like no one else. Like like he reaches what they call is like terminal velocity so like you're falling and you can only fall so fast so if you don't have like a lot of mass to you you're like dropping like he somehow drops like a feather he can drop all this distance but it's like uh like at a feather's speed so like he can almost float softly to a landing Mm -hmm. where you know other people will come down like a bag of bricks you know but he, he somehow has like found that like weight that he needs to be at and like his um okay well, his like well, genetic for you like you, you skated for a while now like, what in your opinion like what is your favorite uh shoe to skate then shoe to skate yeah. um oh, well i like a, I, i've been doing like globes a lot like see yes i'm saying like globes are iconic shoe they're like different i, I don't know they're not I like Vans and stuff, but like the globes seem to hold together I well. Saying, I feel like Vans rip too, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I've been skating like the lows if I had Vans, but like my my best skate shoe I can either say I've ever had was either I would say my Circus. You say I pass. No, I would, I would say my Circus. Mm-hmm. I had a pair of Circus back in the day that the toe on them just lasted. Cause I, I mean, I was a lot better at kickflips back in the day. I mean, than I am now. But like either like I say my best pair of skaters were either probably like some circus or uh audio. Mm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I had the audio Jeremy Rays. Mm. Matt, who's your favorite skater? Yeah, what happened to audio too? They like they disappeared. Fell off, bro. They, yeah, did. they did. I just realized that until you just said that. He Wasn't did. it Tony Hawk's company? No. Was it? I don't know. I thought it was Tony Hawk's company. Was it? I thought it was. I don't that's know. A, that's a, that's a Google to, Google moment. We have to look at that. <laughs> that's a Google moment. 
We'll keep a. Uh, well, I also want to do. What's del- your favorite safe uh, skate shoe, Steve? The, my. The Either Nikes or DCs. Yeah. Mm. DCs. I, I like. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Globes, just like, I don't see that many people wearing them. Globes so. were tough back in the day, man. I, I, used, to, I used to. I'm like, yo, globes were so tough to me. Like. David Gonzalez, like, he's yeah. he's tough. Wait, he's on Globe? Yeah, he has I some Globe shoes. And I did not know that. They're. Yeah, they they seem to like. I I like the way they take my impact and stuff. Like yeah. I always feel like I have the best days skating in some globes. That's what's up? Um, I mean, I feel like each skater has their own preference for sure. And uh, have you guys been to the? I went to Switch and Signal a couple weeks ago, and that I need to, we got to go back there. Oh, I thought we were going this Saturday. I need, I need a new yeah, deck. we're going this Saturday. Actually, I'm going hunting Saturday. I'm about to shoot some things. Shooting rabbit. Whenever <laughs> Bugs um, said, I'm shooting a wabbit. <laughs> Looking for Bugs Bunny, man. Bugs Bunny was scared as hell. He's like, but Bugs Bunny's got the best of him. Yeah, I need a new deck, though. I I mean, the popular decks right now, like the Steve Guys, is Dragon Ball Z decks, but I can't bring myself to buy one and actually skate it. After seeing Seas in person, I can't do it. That's just a nice-ass deck. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably going to... The last thing I have was a real. I had Kyle Walker's deck. Yeah, I like just like the cheap blank ones and and some good grip tape. Like the last grip tape I bought was like real slippery. Was that the Dragon Ball Z? No, it was like after that. It was like painted. Like they put paint on the grip tape, so it was like it was impossible to. I mean, honestly, like keeping it like like one thousand, bro. Like the cheap decks that I would skate, like just like the thirty or forty bucks, bro. I mean, blinds, bro. Blind like real. Real has some cheap Reels are expensive. I just, I, just, I just got lucky that one day and just got that deck, bro. It's probably sitting there for a while and they got rid of it. Bro, but like blinds and the like this the team decks are like forty bucks, thirty or forty bucks. But um no, because like Shaw Wears and Zion's decks are like sick they're like fifty five, sixty dollars. Hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to find how audio was yeah. taken off. And I can't... We just looked up, um, back in the day, I don't know if you remember it, remember Pop War, that bunny? Yeah. We just we just looked up that history of that shit today. Like, I used to have a Pop War deck, mm. and, um, iPad shoes, I used to have a pair of iPad shoes, looked at, we looked at that shit a little bit, with the fucking, like, the Rasta, the Dreads and shit like that. Hmm. No, but my, <clears throat> my favorite thing in skating right now is, like, GX1000, like, they're, uh... I heard that, I don't, they, I don't watch any of that shit, though. They, like, are in San Francisco. Like, San Francisco skating is, like, insane. Like, I love the hill bombs. Yeah, they'll like crazy. They'll, like, be skating some, like, crazy, I don't know, like, hit, like, a sidewalk and do, like, something crazy and then bomb these, like, hills. There's a hill, like, straight down and then, and then through an intersection down another hill. That's crazy. And that, to me, just you is, know, like, they don't... That? Yeah, they have to be on some serious drugs or something. <laughs> something about their videos. It's like adrenaline. It's like adrenaline wa- rush I've just to watch. Them, but I've never like I've never watched them. Like I mean, I feel like just like there's so much. There's so many different skate videos that like I put Steve's put me on some different stuff on skating, and I put him on like Steve's puts me on like the old school stuff. I put him on like the Cavi Club. I don't know if you know what, what that is. Cavi Club. Um, we watch a lot of uh, what do we watch, bro? We watch skating, bro. Skating with the homies. That's what I'm saying. Cavi Club. <laughs> like, uh, we watch a lot. Of, I feel like Steve, like Steve's a vert skater, far skater, but I put him on. I feel like 
it wasn't for me, Steve wouldn't know what's going on with like the uh, like the street skating as much. But then again, like Steve puts me on stuff like too, like the mono the mono and shit like that. Like that's like mono the mono is just like the bears, but it's just like it's vert. It's a uh, mini ramp skating, playing skate. Mm -hmm. I think this is it, bro. Oh, this one will work. I don't think I landed it. You did land it. I have. I swear to God, I have one of them, bro. I think it's it right here. There it is. See? Oh, wait. Hey, <laughs> uh, send that. <laughs> send that to I don't you. remember. That was like, that was ignorant. The hard flip, though. <laughs> that's when you had the Dragon Ball Z deck, bro. The hard flip, though. That was, that's one of my favorite. Uh, you want this? Do you have it? Yeah. No, I don't have it. I, I was thinking I want it. Yeah, I definitely want that. Wait, you, you can you save just send it in like a text message because that's awesome. So I can't figure out what happened to audio. Um, this this guy on YouTube. That's what we should do again. I know I, I know this is a different type of podcast, but if you want to do another one about like the skateboard that just fell off, because I mean you, bro, audio really did fall off, bro. I don't think they make do they make shoes anymore. That's kind of sad because I, I really liked like audio, audio, bro. Yeah. Like even like the sticks on your snowboard. I'm like, yo, audio used to be that ish. Yeah, they used to just, um, I think what happened was they, like, stopped the skate team. Hmm. I think they, like, whoever was skating with them went to a different team is what I'm looking at. Damn, you said audio. Um, like and then style. they were like, we'll still make some shoes, but no one was actually skating for it. So it just, that being said, bro, did they stop I think like someone just bought them out. I don't think so. I think they still have them at Zoom. Is no, yes, yeah, Circa's are still there. Okay. It's, maybe they... Yeah, I it, some of it's like crushed. It's like crushing the competition too. It was like, you know what it is, bro? It's that modern day like Adidas, Nike, New Balance shit. That's so what that came out. Yeah, that yeah, that's what's killing the actual skate brands because like New Balance, Audio, uh, New Balance, Adidas, and Nike—they're all making skate shoes now. Because you can look good, and Nike's doing anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Nike's an iconic popular. You can go skate, wear them to the bar, wear them to church. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because mm. they're they're Nikes. You're wearing Nikes. Exactly. Exactly. So also, so there's not like a a way to find your spirit animal. Your spirit animal is just uh, what you think it is. What comes up in your life more. So, and then there's like symbolic meaning. But one book I actually was starting to read recently was on lucid dreaming, um, and. That's that's interesting because it's like diving into your like consciousness, what you're, who you really are, um, and you know how to like kind of become aware while you're unconscious. And like, I think that's interesting. That's one way you can kind of find your spirit animal, also. Yeah. yeah. Who, who the hell was who 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 used to ride for Lopez? Who was that guy? Louis Lopez. That wasn't Louis Lopez that wrote for Circa, was it? I don't know. It wasn't Louis Lopez, bro. Hmm. I think Muska wrote for him. Chad Muska? He wrote for Supra. Oh, uh, I thought he did. Like Antoine him. Dixon, my nigga. Antoine Dixon, Baker, Death Wish, Baker 3, Eat That Shrimp. <laughs> bro, you ever heard of Lil Nar, bro? Who's he? What's his um, name? He is... A guy that started a brand called Narcotics. Um, he started rapping, but he's actually a skater. Um, crazy ass dreads. I repeated my dreads because I cut them off this year. Had them for almost six years. 
got the fade now. So if you want to talk that shit, you can catch my fade. No, I'm just playing. Mm-hmm. But um, nah, he's a he's just a, he's a, he's a good member in the skateboard community. I guess I respect anybody in the skateboard community. Hmm. Like Evan, back to Evan Smith, man. Like he's kind of a native to Pittsburgh. Evan, mm-hmm. if you knew that or not. Yeah. Yeah, he has like a lot of he like plays at a uh, in a band in, yeah, yeah. in like the one th- we saw theater that. in Pittsburgh too. That's cool. We need to start doing shit like that, bro. I wanna get over like Matt will be Matt will be into that stuff. Like Do you go to Pittsburgh often? Yeah, I try to go like once a week or some something. It just depends. Um I've never been to switching signals, so I mean Yeah, we gotta we gotta hit that up too. You know anything crazy when you're down there? Wait, what? Do you, do you do anything crazy while you're down there? Hard flip work slides. Mm, slides. No, but it's really easy to skate this park. Is indoor. it for real? Like, it's is it easy. In India, is it Indiana's? It's like the easiest park I've ever skated at. Like, you can definitely, anyone can get do some something there. And I felt it's it's slippery, but it's like, um, depends what your board setup is. And What do you I, mean, what, what type of board slides do you usually, am I thinking to cut you off on? What type of board slides do you usually ride, like? Uh, like an eight three. Eight three. I like a bigger one, like eight two five or eight three seven. So he would do the brawly deck because it's eight point three. I like eight. This is a flat out eight. It's really hard for me. I don't know. I feel like that's easier though. I feel like they do, but it's harder to land them. I think it's sketchier. I think it's like either if you want like a technical, if you want to be able to flip more, or just like have more of like a, it's easier to do a little bit of vert, and just more. More just when your whole more of your foots on it, it just feels yeah. feels good to me. But it all depends what you like. Yeah, everyone's everyone's different. But I feel like whatever your weight is too. The like, smallest thing I ever skated was a seven seven five, bro. I had a Baker mm-hmm. seven seven five back in the day, bro. That shit would flip so easy, but it was like <laughs> it was small as shit. Mm-hmm. It was small as fuck, bro. Um. So wrapping this up, do you guys feel like? Um, based on what you guys have gone through and struggled with, is there maybe one thing you could tell someone that would help them maybe heal their body or live a longer life, you know, based on your struggles that you've overcome? Honestly, I just take care of your body. You know, my mom's a very big Christian and, um, if you're polluted, like, like when you become a Christian, like, Christ, God lives inside of you. You know what I mean? And so, like, the body is his temple. So, pollute your body, your mind with, like, positive things. Because if, um, if you're not, then, like, you're not going to, like, alcohol, drugs, whatever, like, whatever that's not, like, beneficial to your body, like, it's, you're polluting it. You know what I mean? So, just pollute, my mom said, just pollute your body with positive things. And um, you'll see the positive outcomes in it. That's all I got to say, honestly. Steven? Yeah, I just think you should not drink and drive. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying, like, you gotta eat, like, like good foods, too. Why should you not? It's hard to, right? I guess it's illegal, <laughs> number one. It's hard not to, sometimes. It's number one. But, I mean, I mean, I'd rather eat some fresh fruits and vegetables than some frozen pretzel... <laughs> frozen pretzel with cheese in it. <laughs> Steve, what do you guys say? Energy drinks is not good for you, either. That's facts. No matter if I have B vitamins or not, don't do them. Have you been, is that something you struggle with? In the Hardcore. Like, have you overcome it yet? No. 
No, it's like no, it's you know it. You know not to do it. Like you know it's like oh yeah. You could always. I mean, there's. I'm not like telling you what to do or anything, but there's always alternative. Like caffeine itself is not a bad thing for you. Depends. It can actually help reduce heart attacks and high blood pressure and Alzheimer's. But in the form of like an energy, like coffee, like helps me a little bit. But then if I have an energy drink, I get too like shaky and like then I'm a little bit, people think I'm like on crack, but, um, I don't know. It's like more, it's more like break, figuring out how to break a pattern maybe too. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, what does it, what does it do for you? Like what is nothing? It's just an addiction. It was in the action sports world. And like, I always thought it was cool when I was younger because like, you know, the big pros were sponsored by Monster, Red Bull, everybody I knew, Travis Estrada, Red Bull and like Sean White, Mm -hmm. Red Bull. So I wanted to be like those guys. So it was good marketing, now, and then you, I got hooked. You think they actually drink that stuff, or like I, they like just at pretend competitions? To... If you look really close, they have the Red Bull water bottles, mm-hmm. and I think they do. I think they they, you know, it's just like Budweiser for like um, race car drivers. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They probably get the cases, but I don't think they actually drink them. I think they hand them out at parties and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's she interesting. She had the old bull. Now she wants the young calf. <laughs> that's something a lot of people I think are struggling with too is like that influence you know buy these monster energy drinks like cause it'll make you like extreme it'll give you wings like they had such good marketing on that that was like absolutely we have to get these people to, uh, I don't know it's it's and then now they make like tons and tons of money um, but really like that's stuff is actually probably making you worse in the long run you might get like a temporary like rush from it but like all the sugar and and everything else so how would you i tell someone like what 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 like knowledge can you give other people that maybe are have struggled with that same thing because i'm in the same boat i think i thought it was like a cool thing and yeah it's now i just take like caffeine pills because i still like that that's like caffeine I mean. doesn't necessarily give you energy; it like blocks you from being tired. But so it's not like a stimulant. But I um, guess it's easy to get hooked on because of the taste. It's either you hate it or you love it. And if you love it, it's not good. You know what I mean? And I love it. You hate it, you love it. Fifty Cent featuring the game. Back in two thousand oh four. Many men wish death upon <laughs> me. Hate it or love it. Well, that's what that's awesome. Um, so hopefully this will help someone in the long run. Steve just fell down. Um, But on that note, we'll uh, call it a day. We're going to go skate some boards. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Keep listening. Got some more guests on here for you. We all feminists. We love bitches. Hey, (laughs) I do. We'll see you next time. Surviving sticky situation. Bang. Bang. What up, what up? This message is brought to you by Duck Duck. Goose. Um, Welcome to the podcast. This is Matthew J. Arthurs with Surviving Sticky Situations. We're back from a couple day break. We have a wonderful guest tonight, Elon Tusk and Daniel Combs. There we go. Actually, with Steve Lansbury. The man, the myth, the legend. Um, 
But yeah, this on this podcast, we just kind of discuss our struggles. Life is all about struggles, and the world needs to hear your story. Um, so it's kind of just uh, really anything that you've gone through that may have transformed you into a better person. You know, myself, I've had lots of times where I should have died, but I've just come out the other side a better person. Um, so, would you guys like to t- talk to us a little bit about yourself? Just give us some background. What do you guys do? What's your favorite animal? <laughs> uh, Steve Lansbury. Favorite animal is probably an iguana. Ooh, iguana. that's a good, that's one. A good one. My favorite animal, I like to say, I'm a, I'm a, I used to like a Komodo dragon when I was younger, but now I feel like I transitioned to something a little bit more cuddly. I guess I like to say. So now I like to say I like, um, we'll go with a panda. Mm. I like pandas now. Black and white. What about the red pandas? The red pandas are cool too. They can climb trees. Mm. <laughs> they can climb Is trees. That, are those also your spirit animals? I don't know what, like, I don't know what my spirit animal is. Well, I that's think, probably can, a fox. Can't you, like, look that up and actually find out what your spirit animal is? I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure if it has anything to do with, like, your horoscope. Yeah, something Or, like, like, I'm a Leo. That's actually a yeah. good, a good question. We can look that, look that up mm-hmm. in a little bit. Um, yeah, so what have you guys, what, what are some struggles or, what's, like, the craziest thing that's ever happened to you guys that you, you, you can? Um, I want to take Steve's podcast away, but like ahead, me man. personally, right now, it's, I'm probably going through like the probably like the roughest year of my life right now. Just kind of, uh, I went from doing good, having a job and stuff like that. I mean, I'm still working now and stuff, but where do you work at? Right now, I'm actually working at Delaney's. I oh, do nice. the telemarketing and stuff like that. So, uh, is that the Honda? Yeah, I set up like interviews for people to come in and. It's hourly in commission and stuff like that. But I was working with um, juvenile minors last year at Adelphi. That was like a really good, like eye-opening experience working in like group homes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I was actually working with the females. Mm. So um, girls from the age, the youngest age of 12 to 21, just coming from different backgrounds and just seeing that, it just kind of like opened my eyes to like how like fortunate I was and I didn't really like you know what I mean like I didn't have like the greatest upbringing and stuff like that but like I was very fortunate to have parents that like still cared about me and stuff like that to some girls that experienced more than I ever have at the ages of like 13 or 14 mm-hmm. and stuff so it's just like it's that but like um that's really hard too I feel like then you are around that many people and um they just been given a a bad hand of cards and yeah, you know it's honestly. it makes you really grateful for what honestly. you you have and most um, definitely most definitely just really sad like how how uh so many people just um you know don't don't have like those good parents to um help them out you know just maybe single parent families yeah. or literally just like having to fit Fend for yourself at like a young age, and you just grow up, grow up really fast. And uh, exactly, I think it's just like role models too. Like even if you don't have like good, it's just like role models nowadays in today's society. It's just like I feel like everything's so commercialized now. Since I was a kid, like when you were a kid, like everybody knew what like drugs were and drinking. But like it's so much more commercialized now that kids think it's all right to do it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like 
with not having like parents or like a positive role model in your life, like it's easy to get to that at this point. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's it's crazy, honestly. And I just hearing some of like the girl stories and where they came from last year and stuff like that. It just really opened my eyes and just I'm thankful, but like they are still like they they still are too. Like working there, like you become their role models. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like sharing your life experiences and like what you've been through, what not to do and what to do to get them out of the situation because I mean it's a 24 hour like facility like they live there they go to school there they come home you know what I mean and some girls have minor um they're in there for minor stuff and some girls are in there for like I'm not gonna try to put them all out there and stuff like that but just like real adult crimes and stuff like that at such a young age and it's just like so it's crazy but um Mm. I like to say like this year has been like a lot of eye-opening for me I like to think sure Steve too Steve's been probably having a Pretty crazy 2018 himself. Mm. What's been going on with you, man? So, wait, did you like did you like working at the like helping? These... Oh, I loved it. Yeah, yeah. I liked it because like I like, it was a job that it's um it wasn't the same thing every day. It wasn't repetitive. You know what I mean? Like one day, um, I did every, I like I did everything. I was actually moved up in the company. I was actually running like shifts and stuff like that. And like I was control of like different like groups and stuff like that. We did different groups to like. Uh, work exercises that help them with like socially and uh, just be comfortable talking about their situations and stuff like that. And it's just like one, one day, like we'll be at the unit, you know, just going through a regular routine and the next day, like if they do good, um, we talk about the different like, uh, community events, you know what I mean? Like community service events. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I found it's at, like, I worked out in Latrobe PA and I found out last year, I had no idea the banana split was invented in Latrobe PA. Why? <laughs> yeah, I never knew that. I mean, I like banana splits a little bit, but like it was Latrobe PA uh, is that's the creator a, and the inventor of the banana split. That's mind blowing. I feel like you don't see enough people eating banana splits anymore either. Not, it's, not at all. Not at all. But I wonder if like everyone knows what a banana split is, because I remember when I was younger, like it was more of like a a big thing you would get at Dairy Queen and like mm-hmm. other places. But I wonder like if. If the banana split is really out there, it used it used to be just like a standard, Big like banana. that's what you got. Like you want you wanted the banana. Like when they, it probably didn't. I have to look at the history when the the um, banana split first come out. But I remember it was like. A big deal it a to big get deal. it. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? Like putting some fruit need that. with some ice cream and people are loving it. Like <laughs> back then, people were like, this is the greatest thing ever. But yeah, like, so I was mind blown because like, we did like a little like, community service event and they had like the banana split festival down there and stuff like that. And like, I, I didn't know. I mean, I eat banana splits, but like, not like that. Mm. But yeah, so it's just, it's just like opportunities and just seeing how like certain people look at these youth some people look at them still like as kids, you know. I mean, okay, like these are kids, and other people it was crazy because like we would take them out to like parks, you know what I mean? Like to get like they're just they're regular kids at the end of the day, and some of these parents just look at they're just like stay away from those kids because like they're they're labeled bad kids, and it's just like it's it's just it's it's, it's kind of sad to see too. So it kind of opened my eyes a little bit to be like, wow, like even though these kids made a mistake or like they messed up, like they're still like they're mm-hmm. still human, you know what I mean? These they're yeah. kids at the end of the day, and like, you have other parents telling them like to stay away from and stuff like that and when you have like society like look at you as like and put a label on you as like you're a bad kid like it it makes you act like more of a bad kid too, I, yeah I, I, I agree i agree 110 percent because i feel like there's like okay i'm already living a bad kid so why not give them what they want you know what i mean like, mm-hmm. why not like 
act out just because I'm already being labeled that. So I, I agree with that 110. percent I mean, Steve worked there too. Steve worked in the male, the male side of it. So I mean, I saw the female side of it, but I can't really like explain like the male side of it and stuff like that. But I'm sure he has similar stories and the similar. He met similar kids there with different yeah. backgrounds and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You feel like you, uh, or like that program, help make them better or do you think it makes them work like some sometimes when the kids get into those other kids who are like little shitheads like exactly they get like worse i feel like it's all how they i I told like my girls it's all how they you're a product of your environment yeah you know what i mean like it it is crazy because it's it's you have the kids that are coming from the inner city into these programs that want to come out doing good now it's the kids that are coming from the suburbs and like better homes are the ones that want to do bad. And I think it's more commercialized that way because they see that on TV, they see these kids that really live that life and they think it's cool type. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I've seen it firsthand. Like the girls that really come from that environment get upset because it's just like they they want to have what you have and you want to have where they came from. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's like it's, it's ass backwards. It's vice versa. And it's just like, it's... It's crazy, honestly. So I mean, I feel like a lot, a lot of girls, like they, a lot of girls definitely like always say like, "This is the last time I'm gonna be here." You know what I mean? Or some, I have, I've had some girls that it's the first time in a placement, and I've had girls in there that like have been in placements for like the past three to four years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I feel like the one up in Indiana is just like it's like a day school. You know what I mean? Like the Delphi up here is like they go to school and they get to go home. These kids, like I said before, like they live there you know mm-hmm. what i mean all year round like they have certain levels in like the units and the group homes and stuff like that but at the same time too is like if you're on a lower level you're not going home for thanksgiving you're not going home for christmas and stuff like that and it's just like it was just it was it was a good job it was eye-opening you know what i mean like the juvenile probation system was definitely a good a good job and a good like eye-opening experience you know what i mean mm-hmm. even like the i'm sure the same thing with like the uh the adult uh, ju- uh, probation system too, excuse me, but like I feel like juveniles, and it made me kind of like feel like I was like a kid again at the end of the day, cause I mean I'm hanging around kids all day, you know what I mean? Like it was cool, it was fun. It's a lot like jail in a way too. It is. If you don't get to go home for, for mm-hmm. the holidays and stuff, it's like because I'm telling them what they have to do every day. You know what I mean? I'm telling them when they can sit, when they cannot sit. You know what I mean? I'm telling them to be quiet while they're eating. Like they're like it's a it's a whole like structured system. It's a whole like we call them confronts. So say mm-hmm. if you said, like, damn or hell or shit or something like that, like, that's a confront. That I'm like, hey, bring up negative language at the next eval period. Because there's three eval periods a day. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, there's different levels, you know what I mean? So say, like, if you're at level one, you only have, like, eight minutes in the shower that night. And it's timed. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, so it's just so if you're at, like, a higher level, like, ten, like, you earn that time. So you have, like, ten or fifteen minutes in the shower. So everything's... Mm-hmm earned it's not yeah. like and some of these kids are so used to like giving it to you like giving it to them that you have to earn everything that you want yeah so like it's i mean so like good behavior and stuff does it get you get you yeah. like points out yeah exactly quicker? like yeah like points out um uh you get to go home on the weekends on home visit passes if your uh, if your county allows it and stuff like that so like yeah if you're like yeah we've had some girls that are like doing flawless in there that like on the weekends, they get to go home every weekend because they're on a high level and they cooperate, you know what I mean? And then you have girls that just don't care, you know what I mean? Like, they're here for, like, they just don't care. Like, they try really, 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 really hard, and then one minor thing happens, 
and we confront them for it, and it sends them to a downward spiral because they just don't know how to handle and comprehend. Mm-hmm. Like, one negative behavior is not going to turn, like, you're making this whole downward spiral happen. You know what I mean? Just because, like, you are mad now. Mm-hmm. You need to know how to control your anger and, like, understand your anger and stuff like that. Because, I mean, it's it's one minor thing. Like, there's different confronts. Like, it's a level one compared to, like, a level three. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, I mean, I liked it. It was it was a cool it was a cool job, and I mean, there's tons of them around here. If you're like if you really had like the degree and stuff like that, I would definitely advise it. Like it's a, if you're looking to becoming into like a, becoming like a probation officer or doing something more like in like the jails or the prisons, like that's a great foot in the door type of thing for that. You know, mm-hmm. working with the juvenile probation system. And there's just tons of them around here too. Honestly, mm-hmm. like if you drive through Latrobe. Um, Half the houses, like I could point out, that's an actual, that's a group home for juveniles. The group home, and you would never know it's just driving by it, you know what I mean? Because it just, like, just looks like a regular house at the end of the day, but like, normal people are driving by would don't know that this that's holding like 14 like juvenile male or females, you know what I mean? So, but it was cool. It was definitely Is cool. it similar? It's, what's the difference between that and like a half, there's like a halfway house where like people uh, are like. I feel like a half, I'm not like fully sure what I like the difference I feel like a halfway house is I feel like that's when you're like you're, you're coming out of like jail and mm-hmm. I feel like that's like it's more like a recovery house I feel okay. like you're more free to go like cause um they have um oh I can't think off the top of my head um the group homes like, yeah it's it's structured like there's people there that like tell you what to do um an IL house which like girls go to after um explain what IL is IL is independent living so it's the same kind of thing, but they get to they get to leave and come back. There's there's like so like an IL house is like the girl gets to go to school by herself, um, she have her own job by herself, does everything, but she comes back to a house that's still supervised, um, still has staff there and stuff like that. But it's not as strict. It's not as structured. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like um, the kids that uh, at um Adelphi, <laughs> like I sit in their classes at the end of the day too. Like they go to school with them. I'm sitting in their class. It's 24 hours supervision. So, like, they see me from sunup, sundown. Like, I, I would work like a 6.30 to 2.30 shift. So, like, by the time I'm waking these kids up to go to school with them. So, I mean, with an IL house or whatever uh, county they're in, they get to go to, like, that public school or whatever like that. Like, they're, they don't have me. I'm not breathing down their neck all day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what the difference is. So, I feel like a halfway house is the same thing. Okay. Like, they, they get the lead, but they come home and it's still, like, structure a little bit I guess mm. but um so do you feel like you want to do something like that in the future do you want to like kind of help yeah, these like I, I, def- I, def- I definitely would I definitely, or- I definitely would honestly like that was that was a good job like I said and again like it just it was it wasn't like repetitive it didn't seem like it was the same thing every day mm-hmm. so and it like I mean I feel it and it opened my eyes too it just made me appreciate what I had growing up a little mm-hmm. bit more yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that like I had like the greatest life growing up, but at the same time too, like my parents made sure and did what they could to make sure like I stayed out of like situations like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think when like maybe you have parents who are like smoking and drinking all the time, you know, just having a, a like of your parents, even if they're shitty, at least they're not like smoking, drinking, and yeah, do, doing drugs all the time like some some parents are. And, yeah, and um, yeah, I think. I think one thing, like, people, what helped me was, like, you know, if I don't treat myself right, I'm not only, like, disgracing, like, my parents, but I'm disgracing all of my ancestors Yeah. from, like, there's not just your parents, there's, like, hundreds, 
of years of thousands of years like our DNA traces back to how many tens of thousands of years ago we're disgracing all those people that work so hard to get us where we are right now like no matter what like there's always that someone out there who has yeah. it like has it worse or always has it worse yeah. some of them kids are like more happier I feel like those kids because they don't have it all like I think sometimes it makes them hard workers too because they actually work for everything they have you know what I mean Mm-hmm. Like I noticed, like, I had this one girl, she was from the inner city of Cleveland. She had these favorite pair of Jordans that she, she took care of every day before she went to school. Like, she would brush them with her toothbrush, make sure they were clean and stuff like that. Oh, wow. And you have this other girl that's from the suburbs that had three different pair of Jordans that just didn't care, you know what I mean? Like, would stomp mm-hmm. through mud puddles and stuff like that, this, that, and the third. And then she, the girl from Cleveland pulled me out the side of one day. She's like, I can't, I just can't believe she's treating her stuff like that. And it's just like, I, and like, this even her just saying that, it's just like, it's, I'm looking at it because it's just like something that's so like minor at the end of the day because they're a pair of shoes. But like, she values them because like she knows how much they are. She doesn't have that privilege to get them. But when she finally got them, she takes care of them when this girl just gets them when every time her parent, when she wants them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's just, and it, it just goes to shows, it just goes to show like you got to appreciate what you have in life. If it's mm-hmm. minor ass shoes or if it's your actual life, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what I told these girls. Like you're put like you guys are putting yourself in dangerous situations that's risking your life mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And yeah. having other girls that are just like mm-hmm. just taking it for granted getting mad because their parents take their cell phone away and they don't know how to act. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? And stuff like that. And that's minor that's minor to these girls. That's mm-hmm. some of these girls. But so like it's 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 it was cool. Def- it was definitely a little cool gig. Um I was learning about uh, the Jordans and, like, different of this, like, streetwear. And I never realized how, like, limited some of those models of the shoes. Oh, my goodness, yeah. I'm a big sneakerhead. Like, I'm a big sneakerhead. Like, there's, like, there's Jordans and then there, there's retros. Like, the retros are the ones that actually, like, Mike, back in his prime when he was still playing, actually wore. So, mm-hmm. there's, like, 23 different numbers. Oh, yeah. So, like, the regular Jordans is just the stuff that, like, they just remake or, like, for other people that are on the Jordan brand or stuff like that. But, like, yeah, like... That like Jordan ones and stuff like that, like it's it's a, it's a whole culture thing. It's like a, mm-hmm. it's a, it's definitely like a whole culture. Thing. Oh, people like get like robbed and yeah, shit over. Yeah, I never realized yeah. like people, people be, like, are getting robbed in over line. Yeah, shoes. like standing in line because like the resale value is crazy because like you can buy a shoe for hundred and sixty bucks retail, but as soon as you buy that shoe and take it out the store, that value of that shoe goes up crazy because it's a rare shoe and there's only like a limited quantity and stuff like that. Like that's like you said, like we were talking a little bit earlier before the podcast, like that supreme stuff. Yeah, it's like it's like the same thing. Like, and it's just like I feel like some people think it's so absurd. Like, oh, people are spending mm-hmm. so much money on sh- it's a, it's a whole culture thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm big into like it's the supply and demand. Mm-hmm. Like, and there's only so many of this, so then it becomes like the mm-hmm. craziest thing. But like, Supreme was one of the is like at the top I, right yeah. now. And I never, I I literally just watched a video yesterday. It was like from Netflix or something. It was like half hour. This guy was talking about I think it. I know what you're talking about and. um yeah, the Supreme, and he was talking about the Jordans, and I was like, I was like, I've heard of like some of this like rare shoes, like people getting jumped about, but like I didn't realize like how it becomes a black market. Like it's yeah. not like just getting it, but like reselling it, and yeah, it, it exactly. becomes like it becomes like worth. You can make like a five hundred dollar prof- profit off of, of of off of these like limited pair of. Because like whatever. Steve Lee just told me last night, because I have a pair of they're actually Jordan Twelve Taxis. I got him in 2012. I actually waited in line all night at the, at the mall. I got him. 
And it was just like, what's the resale value on now? And I think the funny thing you said about that is the same exact shit I had that re- uh, that sold in 2012 just resold or re-released this year. So with that being said, that's the new model out. So the 2018 model of the Jordan 12 doesn't really mean anything right now because it just came out this year. The same as actually looks similar as hell. That I got in 2012 it's worth something now because I have the 2012 model. It's mm-hmm. the same exact shoe, but it just released a whole different year. It's a little bit older. And like mm-hmm. the fabrics and the material is different. So like he could have the 2018 on his feet and probably would retail for like, or like resell for maybe like 300 bucks right now. But since I have the, like the 2012 version, mine are worth like six, maybe $700 now. Just because, this, wow. just because of like the year. So it's just, I mean... It sounds so paid to some people, I feel like, because it's just, like, some people just, like, material, like, listic stuff is just, like, that's not what mm-hmm. some people live for and stuff like that, but, I mean, mm-hmm. hey, if you want to have nice things and stuff like that, if you take care of your stuff, like, hey, more power to you, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's like, Steve got this new skateboard and doesn't want to skate it now. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, an, it's an interesting, like, hobby, and I didn't realize yeah. how... It's um, a hobby, it's a business also, too. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a business. Definitely a business. But, um... Yeah, like, it's it's cool. Definitely cool. I mean, each person likes their own stuff. Like, Steve, you're really quiet. Yeah, Steve, mm-hmm. we haven't heard heard much from you. We got a <laughs> podcast. Man. I heard this has been well, a, a I, rough I, year for you. Let's, nah, I'm, let's not, I'm not going to put it like that. Like, you were talking about, like, stuff we went through growing up, like pain and gain type stuff. And uh, I guess I don't want to talk about my life. I kind of keep that private. But uh, the only thing I can really talk about is one thing that stands out getting hurt and doing it is probably landing the backflip that was one of the biggest moments in my life um so that being said i just like to talk about that and what i went through and like who i've seen do it it's just it really changed my life to go and show kids that like if you have like if you dream it you can do whatever you want and it takes a lot of hard work so don't think it doesn't take hard work to get to where you want to be and um, I mean, it took a lot of falls and a lot of pain to get there and a lot of building jumps to do it and watching a million YouTube videos, but, uh, hmm. so like, who was kind of your inspiration? Like how long, how long, cause like snowboarding's like probably like one of your favorite things Yeah, as, as like all of us, but right. what like made you, what inspired you to like get started and like, did someone help you like get to a backflip? Cause I mean... Part, most of the reason why I landed a backflip was because like you pushed me and like I wouldn't have been able to just do that on my own so was is that kind of like what happened with you too like did Actually, someone push you or no um the first person I ever saw doing it in real life um was probably Felix and um I saw that he was like a big role model of mine I always I still look up to Felix he's a great guy he's good at snowboarding and skateboarding and um I saw that and I wanted to be just like him. And I was gonna do whatever it takes to get to that. And um, so with that being said, I was out one morning and no one believed I could do this. Like everyone said there's not enough run up, there's nothing. So it took me about two and a half hours to build this jump and we were out there forever trying it. And um, eventually like my friends, like you just gotta try it and I, and I did it, second try. And it was probably one of the best feelings of overcoming 
something in my life. Like, it just goes to show, like, and if there's an obstacle in your way, you got to put the hard work in to get through it. Mm. So. Like, you said, like, if you dream, if you dream about, like, literally, is that, like, what you did, you kind of thought about it before you went to bed or, like, Every night, had to like, sleep? You had to, if you want something bad enough, you got to eat, you got to basically eat, sleep, and live it. You know what I mean? Like, you got to become what you want. So that's what I had to do and that's just what I've been doing since and um, just like if anything's hard in my life I just kind of push forward and just kind of you just got to kind of take on your own problems and make you know mm-hmm. just realize what they are and just get through them yeah I feel like the center of life is like the struggle like everyone has a struggle that they've been through right and it's a matter of you know some people don't overcome like certain struggles but every there are people out there who do and it's just like how how you do it and like what got you through is like what kind of like I, I like to talk about too and um right because we all have this like low points and like those transformative um moments where you know you have all the all the weight of the world pushing against you and somehow you come out and um notorious and like you know it's so what are like kind of like your goals like as far as life in the future like snowboarding or you know what is it that um that you're like overcoming now like because you've landed you what 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 have you you've landed like every every trick mostly i know for skating you've wanted to do like a miller flip um snowboarding you try to back double back flip and you like didn't you break your jaw or something yeah but um i i guess the whole thing is like you can't the thing is you can't say can't you got to say i can't and like and that's cliche to say my mom growing up she always said you need to take can your glass has to be half full you know so i guess you just got to give it your all every day and you got to wake up man i mean there's days you're going to have bad days but those are the days that make you who you are and um it really shows you what you're made of mhm so that's awesome. <clears throat> well, uh, how about Daniel? Have you had some struggles like this year? You were saying that especially it's been kind of tough to yeah, overcome. Um, I mean, I'm not going to speak too deep into it, but uh, me, I just had some like running a couple rough runs with the law this year. Honestly, my mistakes. Um, all I can say is don't drink and drive. pretty simple like that um i'm not saying that defines who i am or what type of person i am but it's just like my misfortunes led me to make some um my miss my decisions made me make some bad decisions and now i'm learning from them now Mm -hmm. like i just said like recently earlier when i was talking about the job that i didn't um I wasn't fired or anything like that. I was let go because I was doing a good job at my previous job. But one thing is I'm going to be losing my lessons. So that's why my previous job had to let me go because I do transport kids and stuff like that. So that kind of like impacted my life in a little bit just because like I enjoy what I do. Like not many people, I mean, people go to school, people go to college, people do trade schools like that. But I mean, at the end of the day, no one really likes to work. So but uh, some people do and they, they mm-hmm. are doing something they actually like to do. And that's a gift from God, honestly, you know what I mean? I feel like God's blessing you for something that, like, you like to do, and, um, 
I feel like him putting out that job last year, like, yeah, that was something, like, he rewarded me with. And now, like, he took that away from me because I made a bad decision. Mm-hmm. So now I'm just trying to get right back on track now, um, keeping my mind clear and stuff like that, and just kind of, like, pushing forward. Like, I mean, I did my own. I I can't be mad at anybody but myself because they're, they're my decisions. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so with that being said, it's a little, it's a little rough year, you know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. um, going through this you know like the whole like probation system and stuff like that right now but um i feel like 2019 is gonna be my year i'm gonna bounce back stronger than what i did in 2018 yeah just keep it moving from there yeah um, i feel i feel like the um definitely it's like you're gonna be knocked off the horse but like the people that like bounce back the faster you can bounce back i think the better better you it'll make you um just in general. I agree. I agree. And we're talking about like skating and snowboarding real quick. My goal still, I'm going to land one day at inward heel flip. I've been oh, close. Yeah. I've been close. I mean, I've done it standing. I've done it on carpet. But like, once I get a new deck, that's a, I guess that's a battle of mine. I feel like not, but like, if you don't understand skating, which I have like, not many people are into it, but like, skating's like a battle. Like, mm-hmm. people don't understand that you like, you put your body through hell just to land it on land one trick one time. Mm-hmm. And the satisfaction you get from landing that trick one time is like probably one of the greatest feelings that not many people ever experience because they just don't skate or snowboard or just do that. So I mean, yeah, like Steve like went through trials and tribulations, hell and back just to land a backflip mm-hmm. or to land it, some of the tricks he's done cuz like I've seen Steve land some stuff that I know I would never try or ever mm-hmm come close to trying and he puts his body through hell you know what i mean like mm-hmm. that's and like this upcoming year in the olympics is going to be in the olympics skateboard is finally going to be in the olympics so it's a sport man yeah and rock climbing too that's crazy I there's like a bunch of different ones but i thought rock climbing was interesting i've always wanted to try that but it's hard a lot of people a lot how of like judge rock climbing yeah how would you do that how fast you get up the mountain yeah i think that's one of them is like how fast you can climb a wall there's also a lot of people were upset about skateboarding being in the olympics i don't understand why though because i mean there's so many different ways there's so many different like nationalities that do it you know what i mean there's so many countries that do it yeah it's definitely i feel like once it gets worldwide like that um people's argument is that like it uh takes right. away the creativeness like you're like you have this list of tricks let me just say this real quick and i don't think anyone is like better than someone else at skating i mean if you've been doing it a long time like yeah you're better but you've also there's people out there who have certain styles and certain steeziness like you can land like a trick and down a rail and it you know, you either look good or you don't. Like, I don't know. Like, there's just some about style. Hey, man, all of us say, like, I've seen some people do it, like, perfect. Like, Najee Houston, that lands any trick perfectly. And then I, but, like, I, I enjoy seeing someone do it, land a trick sloppy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, like, this, this steeziness of it is just, like, it looks more crazy when someone is just, like, how did he just pull that out of his ass and he still landed it? That's, that's what, that's what I like about skating. Too. What I don't get about the Olympics is walking's in the Olympics. And people really? actually watch. Yeah, walking is definitely in it. Like, fast-paced walking's in the Olympics. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, 100%. My brother told me about it. It's in it. Look it up. It's crazy. Walking. Well, it's like fast-paced, like marathon walking. How or do you something. qualify for walking? I don't know. 
But it's like, how can someone judge skateboarding when there's that and there's like other? There's stuff. different, and there's different. There's different competitions of skateboarding too. There's obviously vert. There's yeah. obviously there's park. One that me and you got into a lot now is the game of skate, yeah. which is like similar to like the basketball horse, mm-hmm. but like. Some of these flat ground tricks, if people like don't really know skating, just watch it like, all right, they're just flipping a piece of wood. But like the tricks on flat ground alone that these guys are flipping, it's insane. Like, you know what I mean? Like a switch laser flip or a switch 540 flip or what's the, um that one you liked? Which one? Uh, we're just watching this like Jimmy, what's his name? Dude from Mystery that he does. Jimmy, I don't know. He does that fakey inward heel or something. Yeah. Like yeah. a... Fakey half cab inward heel or something like that. Yeah, that's crazy. Like because everyone's that, got their own style, and that's what makes skate. That's that set skateboarding like from other sports. Like it's just, mm-hmm. it's almost like an art form in a way. You know? It is. Yeah. PJ Ladskate is an art form. I mean the flat the flat ground too, and uh, like you you have like good days of skating and bad days of For skating. Sure. That's where I have a problem with it being like competitive. Is it's like one. Like when you're at when you're so good at skating and you have a bad day, um, it's more frustrating. I feel like yeah, and you know you could probably beat this person at skate, but like I don't know, I don't play I don't play skate that much, but I like watching the the barracks and yeah, stuff that, on that. that and, but it's, it's crazy because I mean, if you if you watch barracks this year, like Ashad Ward or aware or whatever his name is, I think you said it right. Like he doesn't try. I feel like. You know what I mean? Like, he went to, like, the semifinals, and, like, it just felt like he was just there. Yeah. Like, it was, like, a job. And I feel like skating's, like, a culture thing. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like I don't know who he went up against, but, like, Ashad could have, I feel like could have easily won that. But, like, I just feel like he just, I'm just here for, like, the money. And I feel like skateboarding was never for that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like people skated because it was fun. Like, back in, like, Pioneer days, like, Tony Hawk and stuff like that. Like, uh. he liked it, like, because, like, he was so hyped that he landed, like, a freaking, like, 900. You know what I mean? Like, back when we were, like, ankle biters. Nowadays, <laughs> it's stuff, like, it's, like, certain skaters, it's just, like, it's, like, a job, which is, like, it's kind of sad, but that's how, like, that's where, like, what's going nowadays, too. You know what I mean? Like, I know I'm never going to be a pro skater or, like, anything like that, but that's something, like, I generally like to do. And, like, mm-hmm. growing up, watching skating and stuff like that, like, I just noticed everybody liked to skate but nowadays like where i'm at now so i see some of these skaters it's, it's just like a, it's a job to them mm-hmm. that's why i mean i don't i don't i'm not like an anti niger houston fan but like to him like, i feel like it's just like a job like he, he's so good now that he knows that he's so good that it's just like i just skate because like that's what i know what to do and that's all i know and i can make a paycheck from it where then if you watch from like niger houston to chris joslin that kid really likes skating. You know what I mean? Like, he's out there every day just really just putting his body through hell, like, doing this crazy shit. You know, it's just like, what the fuck? And then you have Nigel Houston doing it, like, second or third try. <laughs> it's just like... And then he leaves in his fucking, like, uh, Ferrari. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just like, man. It, like, it's crazy. He might be one of the best, for he, sure. Nigel? Yeah. Oh, my he gosh, might. he is. They say he, he's the richest skateboarder in this, uh, on this planet right now. He is the high, the most highest-paid skater right now. It's Nigel Houston. He's mean, not a skater. I feel he like he's a skater. He's a snowboarder, bro. And a skateboarder. He's a snowboarder. Even, like, Sean White's good at skateboarding. Like, some people are just good at everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like he had genetics. But, I mean, he does some, like, crazy shit. Didn't uh, didn't he get beaten in the X, last X Games by some, like, Asian dude, though? Or, Sean White? Or, no, um, 
I'm still talking about Ni- Nigel Houston. Dude. He almost he almost got beat by um YouTube. Oh, he almost did. Yeah, like he came. That like, guy was pretty good. He too. was great. I'm a, I'm a big YouTube fan. Like he Damn. almost. I think what it came down to was the fact that I feel like the trick that YouTube needed to land, he fell on. And I feel like if it, it didn't matter what he would have landed, I think he would have beat Niger, but the kid went all out and tried to do some crazy stuff. So he didn't land it. So that just, here here you go again, Niger. Here's another gold medal. And it's just like, man, I'm so tired of seeing this kid win. I'm not a hater like that, but it's just like, there's kids that are like out here really skating good, like, but the, it's Niger every time. Like, see, mm-hmm. I feel it's kind of biased. Sometimes, like the last X Games we watched. That's how Sean White is when snowboarding. They just shows up and they. I mean, yeah. but he's so good. They look at everything when they. And I mean, they don't just give it to him. There's a reason why they give it to him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but at the same time, they're like they got all the style points. Could be like, air everything. Mm-hmm. Could they're just ahead of the some? They're there's very the few people that are like ahead of their time. You can hate on them, but like they're like, yeah. that's, that's like legitimately taking the really to the next. Sport. Yeah, yeah, it's lonely next, at the top. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're top. You're just lonely there. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I feel I, I feel like I was like I respect Nigel a little bit more if I like. He was more. He wasn't as cocky. I feel like Nigel's a cocky person. I, like outside of, I watched like this interview that said like Nigel is known for getting kicked out of like almost every hotel he goes to because he just. Mm-hmm. I I mean I've never been in a position to have all that money, so I don't know how I would honestly act. But I like to think sure. I would act like I'd be respectable still. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then again, if you put like. 10 million on my bank account, then I might act like an asshole. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I might act like an asshole too. So, like, who, like, who knows? Like, I like to think I wouldn't, but, like, like who knows? Mm-hmm. But, definitely, like, it's crazy how, like, any sports now, this is just, it's just taking off. Mm-hmm. And you just have to be good. Because we were watching some old school skate videos earlier today that, like, it was, like, some crazy stuff back then, but, like, that's just, like, warm-up stuff now. You know what I mean? Like, Steve put on some, like, Tony... What was it, bro? It was, like, Tony Hawk Skate Park Tour. Yeah, and, like, some of the tricks that these kids were going crazy over, it was just, like, those are, like, warm-up tricks for, like, Nigel Houston or Chris Joslin or, like... I mean, I don't know who... Like, who's your favorite skater, bro? Um... Do you even have one? It's hard to say. You know... I like to. I was actually looking the other day at like the best stuff people ever did on skate on a skateboard. Um, so I don't know. Rodney Mullen was like my yeah. inspiration to get started in skating. Definitely, definitely. I think like my, you know, it depends what you're you're into. I like really Bob Bernquist and uh, like Danny Way. Really, I mean, they're the best. But to me, like anything you do, the biggest shit like. I don't give a shit if you land um, every flat ground trick and can do like late tricks. I don't. I don't know. That to me, that's like kind of luck in a way. Like maybe you can if that's like what you like. But there was like a twelve year old who landed like a ten eighty on a skateboard. So like, could you say he's like the best ever? Like, I mean, it at just his, depends. At his age. <laughs> like, shit. It's, you better be at twelve years old land at ten eighty. Nope. <laughs> Steve has a hard time laying a 540 sometimes. <laughs> like, so it's just like, Steve has like years and years. I couldn't imagine laying a 1080 at 12. No. 
I think uh, I think Evan Smith deserves Skater of the Year. He's like I agree with he's that. He's like one of my favorites, and uh, he's like killed it this year. I agree with that. That's a good one. And um, I think like did Element win King of the Road this year too? Yeah, they did. And it, was, it was because of him. I that that's that's my vote. I, I like that. Like I mean, I like Evan Smith. Like I mean, I respect him. Like he's not like my type of style of skating, but like I agree that he should get uh, Skater of the Year. I do. I definitely do agree with that. He can do anything. Yeah, Duke can really do anything. I didn't think he was really that much of a street skater until I saw I watched King of the Road this year, mm-hmm. and Duke can really street skate too. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like him too because I mean, like when I watch like you watch competition like skating, like you can tell like some people just like they have their lines already in their head that they're gonna do. They practice it all day. Emma Smith just goes out there and if he lands out a clean line, he lands a clean line. If he doesn't, he doesn't. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like I, that's 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 a good one. Yeah. I mean. I can't think of any, but who else would you say this year should get scared of the year? Matt Arthurs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, man. Matt did land First that, try uh, Fridays yeah, every day with Matt. First try Friday back at East Pipe, man. He had that. Go going home. It's ridiculous. I wish I, I, wish I recorded that. That was good, bro. You that clean, too. You that was that so nice. I, like, forgot about that. that bro, was a, that was a night. Like, he I worked all summer for that. Flip, bro, a fakey front slide flip. Bolts. <laughs> bolts, man. He was like, I even surprised myself. I was like, bro, like that was clean, man. Like this was like, I can't get that. See, that's why, like, and to this day, like, I've tried that again and I never it was like that moment. There's like those moments in skateboarding where like if you're lucky enough to get it on tape, but this show probably never happened again. That's why I I'm cool with it being in the Olympics. I wanna watch it. Yeah. That'll be like the only thing I watch probably, but um, the fact that there's just like those things out there that you just have a good day and like the right, exactly. like everything, like the stars are aligned in perfect order for you to like land this trick, like the temperature's right and you breathe, you take in the right amount of breath before you do it and like you just feel like that, like a lot that goes into it, huh, Matt? I don't know. <laughs> a lot goes into it, I'll tell you that. But you just, that's and then you just get lucky too. Like you yeah, just get but the way you did, I remember that day. The way you did, like it's like you were like practicing, like bro, like it was clean. Like it wasn't like you had like toes. Like it was clean. <laughs> like that yeah, was yeah, clean. Yeah, was nice. And Steve's like, I've never done that in my life. <laughs> Steve, Steve was salty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man, but that was, that was that was that's what I'm saying. Like that that's why I like skating too. You know what I mean? Because it just it brings out like joy in people. Like mm-hmm. that and snowboarding too. Like. I feel like Stormer's a little bit easier just because, like, I mean, if you're a little bit more athletic... The, I don't think it's the board, easier. It's not easier, but the board's, like, connected to your feet. Which makes it harder, I feel, because you can't bail. You can bail in skating. You can't bail But the landing's softer in snowboarding than it is in street skating. Oh, boy. Wait, is that me? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what was I doing? <laughs> <laughs> you probably did something crazy. I think this is where you did your hard flip first try. Dang. Oh, it just it just cuts yeah, off. Yeah, you got that hard flip in the bag. That's something that you got done. That's yeah. That I I feel like um you just have to like stick with it too and like whatever I you're doing. I get my feet right for that. Skateboarding's helped me with like so many other things because I'm like your average. I'm as I like didn't start skating till I was like twelve, and like I just like would practice like a kickflip, like standing still for like couple hours Dude, a day. I want to say it was until these last two years, you just, like, said, screw it, and you just got really good. I mean, literally. Mm-hmm. It was, like, yeah, over, got, it was got, like you, overnight. You got, good, you got yeah. decent, bro. Because I remember the one time, 
A couple I, years ago when Pokemon Go was a big thing, bro. We were, we were at the <laughs> yeah. And you all it up like a three set, bro. You all it up it, not down. Like, damn. Like, Matt's, Matt's mm-hmm. really been skating. He's been putting his work in and shit like that. So, yeah, yeah. You, got, you got really, you got decent at it, bro. You got really good at skating. And I think being in the gym a lot of, a lot of the times, too. Like, I would put a lot of my effort into, like, things that would help me. Like, agility, ladders, um... <clears throat> Like doing box jumps, like stuff that would like transfer I've been doing box over jumps to recently now, skating. Also, uh, my friend at the gym, I probably I probably work out like three to four times out the week now, mm-hmm. and box jumps do. I, I I'm new to that, but I like it. Mm-hmm. And people don't really that's that's a workout. If you mm-hmm. do it like four or five sets, ten times each, that's a workout. I don't mm-hmm. know like the vertical you're doing, but like that's still like box jumps help. Mm-hmm. Matt does it with a kettlebell with like twelve boxes. Mm-hmm. On one foot? I'm no. not kidding. It was pretty ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, no. he, he said on one foot. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty nuts. Your calves would be like this, like Super Saiyan calves. <laughs> yeah, it's it's cool though, cause like you can like work out towards your goals. But like I remember, like there was just like I want to get good at I want to get good enough where I can go up to any park and like do something. You know, like I'm not gonna be like your switch skater, go oh, like yeah, doing yes. like nollies, three sixties over things. Yeah, but. Steve, Steve said Steve said that like the other day, he's like I'm pretty sure like I'm fine not sw- uh, skating switch ever. <laughs> like mm-hmm. like like that's like switch is switch to me is like it's it's ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. now, probably a lot of people don't know what switch means, but like that's ridiculous. When you, if you can skate switch consistently like that, like that just makes me mad. Like I don't want to watch you skate no more. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Like switch heels, switch kickflip, switch like switch tray, switch hard flip. Like that's why like I couldn't like that's a real game of skate. Like you know what I mean. So, uh, Daniel, what what was the biggest thing we ever came as a friend together? Was it that time we got jumped? Ooh. Do you want to talk about that real quick? That's awesome. So you guys been in some fight? I let me tell you real quick. <laughs> oh I fought. I had to fight my way out of one situation. There was like this. You got into a fight. I got into the fight at, at IEP. Well, yes, it is IEP too. Well, I I like escaped. I actually got arrested and then let off. What? This girl yeah. like I I was with this one chick and then, um, I. She had like some crazy ex boyfriend and <laughs> he came over, and uh, was like hitting this girl and then he yeah. was like trying to fight me and then I ended up. It's actually a story. It's kind of funny, but it's like dark. Yeah. But I, I he attacked me and I, I clobbered him down. There you go. There you go, Matt. And then uh, the same time you gotta defend yourself too. Yeah. And I actually got arrested, but then um, he ended up. They were actually the ones who who like um, attacked me. So, you know, I just was lucky enough to overcome that and. Um, they had to pay for my shit. Hopefully they don't come back and kill me one day because I feel like it was definitely their fault. Like I didn't, I I didn't want to, you know, hurt anyone, but when you're cornered and you have no other option, like it's fight or flight, you know, what are you going to do? You got to fight your way out and they might have a knife at you or whatever, but you know, stuff like that happens. And in my there was a lot of red flags that I should have saw that was like, okay, this this person's not mentally stable. I should probably not, you know, make sure you're thinking with the right head, too. And, I agree with that. I agree with that. I got real lucky because I should have gotten in trouble, but they ended up getting all the trouble on them. Like, I spent a night in jail. 
And I had to get, knew that about you, man. I had to get a lawyer, and then my I happened to just get like a really good lawyer, and then he. Um, I you actually paid for it. Was actually a public defender. I had to. No, I had to pay for okay, it. Yeah. But then because we won and all the tra- charges got dropped on me and it was their fault. Yeah. Because what happened was the girl text like sent me these messages that I was able to use to turn it around and it was her that's crazy thing and then um yeah so I mean that story's a little bit more interesting ours was just like it's a drunk night at IUP <laughs> like you know what I mean yeah but it was one of those nights I'll like... never forget I'll never forget it I mean, I've been I've been in a lot of tussles before man but alright like it's I feel a funny like, night was, was that the hockey like, house or was it at the like, like we were, we were at, like the whole way on South 6 we were at we were on, we were on some like we were at some sport, IUP sports house man yeah, and uh, me and Steve, I guess, like to say, we had a little too much to drink. I <laughs> think it was probably time for us to get home, probably like two hours ago, but we were still out having a good time. And uh, we're outside the house, and uh, I think we might be talking to a couple of these chicks and stuff like that. And these two guys walked by us, probably said some slick shit to us. Obviously, we're belligerent, so we said some stuff back, and we had it in the bag. Like me and Steve this. had these two guys in the bag. Like we end up in the street. Like I'm like, we're about to whoop these guys' ass. You know what I mean? And um, we got farther down the street, and I glance up, and I see like probably like four or five niggas coming down the street. And I'm like, okay, like who the fuck are these guys? Uh, and uh, I thought that they knew the guys that we were about to like fight with, but yeah. The red flag went off in my head when I saw these two kids look at each other and say, hey, bro, do you know these guys, too? And that's when I was just like, okay, these, who are these guys? Like, who are these, like, five, like, these guys were clearly over six feet, all of them. Like, these were some big dudes. They and, played. They yeah, were, they were just they were just big. They man. had a like gladiators yeah, coming down the street. The steroids, like, I was like, yo, what the hell's going on? <laughs> they ate steroids. And, um... <laughs> So they come down to us. The kids that me and Steve were supposed to fight just poofed. They were gone. Well, I pushed that one kid. Yeah, yeah. He pushed it before these guys came and came at us. Like that's why I was like, okay, we got him in the back because this kid, what? Steve, pushed this kid. Did you get? Wait, wait. Pause. So walk me through this a little bit. Like, were you you were at this party? Yeah. Like everything was cool. Did you guys like know people there too? No, we were, yeah, no, we were just, we were just I, think I think I knew like one person. There. I think I knew one person. There I think that we like, both knew. Actually, we did know some people. There. Yeah, we were just vibing, and I think we just went outside just to take a breath of fresh air. Did you and, like bump into someone? No, like, we, were just, just, we were just talking to these and girls. And other friends dip. And you know, listen, hold on, hold on. We're talking to these girls outside, and these two guys are just—they weren't even at the party. They were just walking by the house, just said some slick shit to us. And I mean, yeah, I'm under the influence, so I'm going to say some shit back. I mean, I'm sure if I was sober, I just would have let it go. Like, okay, they're hating. They're mad that we're talking to females and they're not. You know what I mean? Like, Facts. But, like, they I, they, they just were walking by on the sidewalk. So, like, we approached him on some stuff. Like, yo, like, what's good? You know what I mean? Like, why? Like, why? Like, what do we do to you? Like, I didn't, pee, I didn't piss in your fucking Cheerios this morning. Like, why are you mad at me? And, um... So, like, we, we probably talked to these guys for about like, a good couple, like, maybe, like, five minutes just, like, talking shit back and forth. Like, ooh, fucking preacher. Like, you know, all that stupid shit. <laughs> and um, I think these four guys were just bored, bro. Just walking around campus, just bored. Saw this little, like, altercation. Decided to see what was going on. They walked down the street to see what was going on. And when the kids said, hey, the other kids were supposed to fight, me and Steve, 
were like, hey, bro, do you know these kids? And the guy said, no, I don't. These two kids just, like, dipped. You know what I mean? Just, like, dipped. They were gone. I didn't, like, the kids were supposed to fight. They were just gone. Yeah, this is bad. And uh, Steve's walking up to the one kid. Dude, I, and it was, was white. Like, I mean, I didn't think anything Yeah, of it, you know he was mean? just he like, was, hey, My man. guard was, like, the whole way down. So he's like, hey, man, what's up? I swear I've never seen a push like this in my life. Dude pushed Steve. Steve's feet got up off the ground. And this kid probably threw Steve six yards, man. Dude, it was this wild. Kid, this kid pushed, pushed Steve something crazy, man. Pushed Steve. That's my boy. So I'm like, oh, what? So I come from the side. Superman punched this kid in the face. And after that, I had like three or four niggas on me, rap. and they just fucking they <laughs> mollywop me, man. They freaking put my ass was, to the ground. Did, wait, was, what happened to you, Steve? He just laid there. I couldn't get up. I couldn't get up. I was like bruised. Yeah, just, like my bro, phone he got shattered in my and pocket. Stayed down until everybody left, and then I my ass, <laughs> like, I couldn't get up, dude. I like yeah. hobbled back in the car. <laughs> he like looked up. He was like, "Oh, he's fucked." He yeah, just, like, yeah, went back. Like, he's like, oh, I'm going to lay down still. They didn't leave you. Uh, <laughs> like, like, it was crazy, man. I couldn't he's get like, up. I hopped oh. in the car, bro. I couldn't do anything. Were you all right after yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, I, I, got, couple, I got a couple cuts, man. I, I mean, I wasn't bleeding. I had, to, like, I had, like, me, my dumbass, man, like, I was all hyped for the first people who had to fight, so I took my shirt off. So, that being said, when they roughed me up, like, I... Scratched my back a little bit off the asphalt and stuff like that. And I, mean, I had a couple cuts, but like, I mean, and had no black eyes. I wasn't bleeding or anything like that. But I was like, hey, I mean, talking shit, I guess that's what you get. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't talking shit to them. I could have moved next day. Yeah. It like, hurt so yeah, bad. Yeah. Like, I've never been jumped like that before. So now the key <laughs> is don't let your guard down. Ever. So that being said, like, I worked out. <laughs> I worked out more than I did before just because, like, hey, man, like, that, like, my guard was, I guess my guard was down a little bit. No, your it sound, was more than mine. Mine was way down. <laughs> it sounded like these guys were in, like, interstellar shape, too, and, oh and played, like, rugby or something. No, they ate steroids. Breakfast, lunch, Dude, and dinner. this one guy was big, bro. This guy was big, man. Like, I've never I swear, seen muscles like, like this Standing before. next to him, I, I, I swear, like, I'm like I'm 5'10". You had to have jumped to hit him. That's yeah, I was 5'10", and I was probably, if I stood flat foot, my forehead was at this guy's chest. So, oh, I mean, like, so this guy was big. Like, this guy was, like, I don't know, like, who he was, but this guy was a big dude. Mm. And he just, he tossed my ass. He, I've, done the, I've done the same thing. Like, someone says something. Or I actually was witnessing another fight. I was witnessing a fight, and I was like, hey, quit fight. Quit beating up. Like, they were, like, defenseless. Like, they were clearly, like, these guys, like, way out of their weight class were, like, kicking these small dudes. And I was like, hey, Hey. quit that shit. And then they were like, what would you say about my gang? And they came up and, like, whoa. Like, why? Like, I'm just trying to help him out. Like, I don't have no parts yeah, in this. Yeah, like, no I was parts. like, well, I didn't say anything about your gang, but I was actually <laughs> just curious at what you guys were doing. But yeah, hey, get, go like, ahead. Go ahead back. I'm, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm looking leaving. out for you. Like, I saw the police, man. Like, the boys drove by. I'm like, hey, I'm looking out. Like, hey, you might want to stop real quick. Like, go around the corner again. No, my bro, favorite one was that seventy-five-year-old man up town. Hey, you walk on hard ass. I was like, what the? Fuck? Like, who said that? That did he out at the seventy-five-year-old guy? Dude, it was the funniest. Oh my gosh, I died. And the guy turned around and like popped That's out. Funny. Dude, That's he funny. is. Dude, like, all my friends so that know Matt, like they have nothing but great things or funny stories to say about Matt. That's yeah. why it's just it's funny, man. Matt's a good vibe. Yeah, we've all kind of been there.
been there. Honestly, and learn, that's what I'm saying. I feel like as long as you learn something. That's what I'm saying. Like, because we're at the age now. Like, I feel like our generation was dope, but like we come from a completely different generation now. Like the kids that are like young, like teenagers now, is like we can still relate, but not to the extent of how like us like right now. Like we're just from, like we're just laughing. You know what I mean? Like, because I mean, mm-hmm. bro, like how old were you when you first got your first cell phone? Um, I was in, you know, like, seventh grade, I think. Yeah, you know That I was, mean? like, a big deal. Yeah, exactly. Was. Like, kids nowadays, like, they have cell phones at, like, six, seven. Third grade, even. Third grade. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, the gener- like, we come from a completely different de- generation from these kids now, do Because it's just, like, I was, yeah, like, around that age. Like, I think I was, like, 14 when I first got my first cell phone. It was a big deal. I see kids that are, like, eight have a cell phone now. An iPhone mm. at that. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, damn, I had a flip phone. <laughs> you know what I mean? I had a crazer. Like, so it's just like... You have to deal with a lot more. I think the cyberbullying is, like, even worse than just... No one's, like, man enough to, like, speak to your face. They want to, like, speak through a, an app or a text message. Mm-hmm. People say anything, like, negative. And, um, you know, that can get in a lot of a kids' heads when they're, like, brought up through this, like, piece of technology. Yeah. Um, Suicide and- rate's high, too, because of that. Yeah, and it causes... There was a lot of suicide songs, like that Logic song, like, uh, about, like, suicide awareness and shit like that. Because it's all, like, there's all these kids, are just, they're bullies, bro. Bullying is bad, Bullying man. is fuck, man. Like, you know what I mean? Just because, like, a kid looks different than you or, like, doesn't have the right, like I said, like, the right pair of shoes on or their shirt on or, like, bro, like, that shit's But just, now it's, it's like kids can take a hell. picture, send it to everyone in the school, and they can get that. Like, well, it sounds like you had experience about that once here. Well, let's see. No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, see, uh, see, went through that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, no, but mm-hmm. I enjoy. I enjoy you having. I mean, it's not my podcast. It's Steve's, but I'm, I'm glad I'm featured on this podcast. No, I like having multiple people. As yeah, long as we fun. like, no one's talking like over themselves or anything. No, like, I feel like everybody's like, <clears throat> their own opinion. Yeah, yeah, I like this. This is nice. Well, it usually cuts off at an hour, so I'm going to take a quick commercial break, but we'll come back and, and talk a little more here and about some stuff. So we'll be right back. Sticky situations with you. Sticky situations. It's sticky. It's sticky. It's sticky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Coming back. Good night. Stop.